This is Shine On, the Health and Happiness Show, and Ella's Leash Production. Heard as a podcast around the world, but heard first on radio stations 100.7 WHUD-FM and Real Country 920, 1260, and 1420 AM, all in New York's Hudson Valley. Shine On, bringing you healers and dreamers and people who want to make life richer. It's your time to shine on. Hi, it's Casey. Thank you so much for tuning in to Shine On This Week. Can we talk about being overweight? No. Who wants to talk about that? No one. No one wants to talk about that. Well, I have some interesting information if you're trying to lose a few pounds. Uh, Exercise may not be the magic bullet. The book is called Burn. New research blows the lid off how we really burn calories, lose weight, and stay healthy. The author is Herman Ponser. He is, you know, I love to talk to my professors of evolutionary anthropology from Duke University. And Herman Ponser is an associate professor of evolutionary anthropology at Duke And uh, he's got a lot of other great titles, too. So he went to this faraway land in northern Tanzania. I have to Google where that is. And he worked with the Hadza people because of how they make their living. They are hunter-gatherers. They have no agriculture, no domesticated animals, no machines, no guns, no electricity. Every day... I'm reading now. They wrest their food from the wild landscape around them using nothing but their own hard work and guile. The women and the men gather berries, dig wild tubers. Gosh, they climb trees to get their food. It's amazing. So you would think that these people, the Hadza in northern Tanzania, burn so many more calories than we do. They can walk more in a day than we do in a week. And they're physical every single day. So you think, oh, they're burning tons of calories, right? Guess what? They're burning about the same amount of calories we do. Because, as Mr. Ponser found out, your body regulates how much you spend, how much you burn. And doesn't that just make sense? This is a tale about metabolic adaptations. No matter what you think, no matter what little story you've told yourself, Whether you're eating carbs or not eating carbs, you're keto, you're Atkins, you're this, you're that, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what you're eating. It only matters that you burn more calories than you take in. I'm going to say that again. It doesn't matter what you're eating. You can eat Snickers bars. As long as you burn off more calories than you take in, you're going to lose weight. I think I just invented the Snickers bars diet. Hadza men and women were burning the same amount of energy each day as men and women in the United States. And again, Hadza people get more physical activity in one day than we get in a week. How can that be? Well, you have to read the book Burn and learn all about it. But I'll tell you this, the hypothalamus, that little nub of tissue at the bottom of our brain, he writes, sits at the center of a complex system that regulates both metabolism and hunger. Your hypothalamus regulates metabolism and hunger. How? I'm going to tell you. Sensory information from your taste buds and guts, along with nutrient contents and hormones circulating in the bloodstream, provides your hypothalamus with a detailed account of the calories coming in and going out. 
the hypothalamus reacts accordingly, manipulating your hunger and metabolic rate to keep you in energy balance. It's the hypothalamus doing all this, regulating us. Normally, the system does an incredibly good job of matching intake and expenditure. When we eat enough to meet our needs, we feel full and stop. When we burn our stores of glycogen and fat, we get hungry and eat. If we happen to overeat or starve, our metabolic rate responds appropriately to correct the imbalance. That's why population like the Hadza live their entire adult lives at the same body weight without giving it a moment's thought. You imagine that. Now, about physical activity. Physical activity changes the way the brain regulates hunger and metabolism. Regular exercise seems to help the brain match appetite to caloric needs. Overconsumption of energy-rich fatty foods can cause inflammation in the hypothalamus, leading to poor regulation of hunger and satiety signals and weight gain, at least in rat studies. It's speculative, but perhaps chronic inflammation brought on by inactivity has similar, similar ill effects on the brain. Here's the news, my friends. Exercise, writes Herman Ponser of Bern, exercise is a poor tool for achieving weight loss, but it does seem to help people maintain weight loss. So exercise seems to help the brain do a better job matching eating and expenditure. But the thing is, if you exercise and exercise and exercise and exercise, your brain and your body are going to like downshift to make sure you don't burn up all your energy. And if you do limit your calories so drastically, your body goes into starvation mode and slows your metabolism down to conserve your energy and your fat storage, I guess. So we're thinking to lose weight, we have to increase the number of calories we burn each day through exercise. But really, we just need to eat less. And exercise is super good for you. We're not debating that. It's good for your heart. It's good for your everything. It's good for your energy body. It's good for your muscles. Absolutely exercise. But know that it's a poor weight loss tool. Eating less is the key. Dr. Herman Ponser, I have been waiting to talk to you. Hi, Casey. How are you? I'm happy to hear your voice because I have been thinking about this interview ever since your book arrived on my desk. So I'm glad today is finally here. Um, We are recording for radio in Westchester in the Hudson Valley. Why have I never heard of anything like this before? You know, that's a good question. I think it's because uh, we hear the same stories from the same voices a lot. And you know, as an anthropologist, I kind of came in this from a, from a different direction. I just wanted to understand how the body worked and how, you know, how it evolved to be this way. So I think a fresh set of eyes helped. I also think, you know, we're told a lot of uh, kind of simplistic uh, views of how our bodies burn calories and how diet and exercise work, because the simple story is always easier. Um, but, you know, I think one of the reasons I wanted to write this book was to kind of help people understand how things really work. Burn. New research blows the lid off how we really burn calories, lose weight, and stay healthy. So explain to everybody how you came upon this information. Yeah. So, you know, like I said, I'm an anthropologist. I'm interested in how we evolved, how our bodies work today. And I focus a lot on how we spend calories because 
you know, any species, any organism, anything that's alive, the way it burns its calories is sort of kind of central to the way it lives its life. And so I wanted to understand that for us, for our species. And, you know, humans, we evolved as hunter-gatherers, and so um, I wanted to understand how our bodies work in that kind of a lifestyle. And so with collaborators, I went to northern Tanzania and uh, lived with a hunting and gathering group called the Hadza for a few months, about 10 years ago now. I started, I've worked with them since, too, but the first time was about 10 years ago. And we, we measured how many calories they burned, because we were sure, you know, they're, they're hunting and gathering uh, out in the savannas of northern Tanzania. It's a really, really physically active lifestyle. We were sure they burned tons of calories. And it turns out they burn the same number of calories every day as you and me. And so that was an eye-opener and kind of opened the door to all the new research we talk about in the book. Okay, so they're out there leading this really physical life just to get through mm-hmm. the day, just to get their food, and they're not yeah. burning any more calories than I am just, you know, taking my dogs for a walk once a week or something? I know, it blew, it blew our mind. They get, so the men, you know, they get about 19,000 steps a day. <laughs> they, get, they get more activity in a day than most Americans get in a week. Um, and so, yeah, we, like everybody else would have been, I think, we were sure they would be burning you know, thousands of more calories every day than we do. It wasn't anything like that. It's just the same as you and me. And it turns out the key here is that exercise is really important for your body, but it doesn't change how many calories you burn as much as it burns the it changes the way the way that you burn them. Right. So it sort of it helps your body uh, change the way that you burn those calories rather than the total number that you burn every day. All right. You have to say that again because my brain doesn't want to absorb it. Right. So, you know, first of all, you know, let's take a step back. Think about how your body burns its energy every day. We're aware of movement, right? We're very aware of movement. But actually, movement, even if you're a a really active person, is not a big, you know, isn't the main way that your body body spends calories. Most of the calories you burn every day are spent on things like immune function and your brain and your liver and, you know, just all the housekeeping stuff that your cells do just to keep alive. And so, you know, that's how you spend the large majority of your calories every day, even if you're an active person. So when we exercise more, right, we feel that we're aware of that, it feels good, you should do it, but we think, oh man, our, our, our energy expenditure must be going through the roof because we're so active. And actually, what your body does is instead, it kind of adjusts all the other stuff you spend calories on, it kind of makes room for that increased activity, and that, you know, but when your body adjusts to your new active lifestyle, you're burning the same number of calories you were before you started. Oh my goodness! All right, when Isn't I, that crazy? it yeah. is crazy, it's it's almost too much to take into my brain. We're talking, <laughs> we're talking to Dr. Herman Ponzer, and the book is called Burn. So when I'm just sitting here talking to you, what is what is burning the most calories inside me at this moment? My brain? Yeah, your brain. So as you're sitting here talking, and I'm talking to you, we're kind of at rest. Um, every fourth breath that we take is the oxygen just to feed your brain. Right, mm-hmm. um, you know, so your, your brain goes. It burns about 300 calories a day, and that's like running a 5K. So every day, whether you are thinking hard or not, doesn't actually matter how hard you think you're thinking. <laughs> but your brain runs a 5K every day, just wow. burning calories. And so you know, that, that's just that's just one of your organs. Your, your liver is also really active. The rest of it is too. And so you know, I think we've been told a really simple story about how our bodies burn calories. It's all about act- exercise. Well, exercise is important, 
But when you enter, understand exercise in the context of everything else your body is doing, you go, oh, okay, okay. So this is what exercise does. This is how it works. And this is why, you know, it's hard to lose weight with exercise because your body kind of makes, you know, adjusts things and, and doesn't change your energy expenditure too much. All right. Talk to the people right now who are saying, but I went on a diet and I increased my exercise and the pounds just melted away. It wasn't the exercise? It was not the exercise. It was probably the diet part of that. Uh, and, you know, the exercise is still really good for you. All those adjustments are really important, the reasons why the exercise is so good. Uh, but if you're losing weight, it's almost surely because of your diet. Now, I'll say this. You know, it takes a while for your body to adjust. If you start exercising tomorrow, it's going to take a few weeks, maybe even a couple months for your body to adjust to that new lifestyle. Uh, and so, yeah, you're going to see some, some benefits even on, in terms of your weight for a little bit. But what your listeners are probably familiar with, what a lot of us are, is, you know, your body adjusts, and all of a sudden that exercise program that was that seemed to be working great for the first two weeks, three weeks, plateaus on you. Why is that? Well, again, it's these adjustments that your body makes, and um, we should expect that, you know, from a, a body that's evolved to be to survive and reproduce and, and be clever and adaptable. Okay. So if I'm working out like a mad woman every day, does my brain say, does my brain say, okay, slow down a little, you know, slow down because yeah. well, she's out there running around the block? Well, so what happens is your body, body seems to be spending less on things like inflammation and less on things like stress reactivity, right? So your cortisol levels go down, your, your, your adrenaline levels go down. These are all really, really good things, right? Um, and we, we've known for a long time that people who exercise have lower inflammation levels have lower stress levels. And uh, this new way of thinking about how calories work and how energy expenditure works kind of puts all of that together into this framework that says, you know, the reason your body makes those adjustments is to make some room in your energy budget. You can think about, you know, the calories you bring in or the calories you spend as kind of a budget. It makes room in your energy budget for, for activity. And that adjustment's a really good thing. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. You know, <laughs> it's it's a, this is so different burn uh how we really burn calories lose weight and stay healthy so so tell me then i I got so many questions but i'll go with this one then how do we lose weight just adjust our diet period yeah yeah, that's really it that's going to be the way that you you change your weight is your diet so we have to start thinking about diet and exercise as sort of two different tools for two different jobs you want to focus on your weight you got to focus on your diet um, everything else just about it is going to be exercise, right? So exercise is really good for you, but it doesn't affect weight. Diet's important for your weight. Um, and so then the question is, well, how do you, what do you do with your diet? Well, there's a lot of ways you can do it. You know, again, I'm an anthropologist. I study human variation around the world, uh, different cultures in, in, back through time. And I can tell you there never, ever was one human diet. You know, this idea that there is one paleo diet you're supposed to stick to or something like that. It doesn't make any sense. It's never been like that. Humans are really adaptable, and a lot of diets will work, but you got to find the one that makes you feel full without over-consuming, and that's the trick. The one that makes you feel full without over-consuming. Okay, uh, page 222, modern diets overwhelm our hypothalamus and its ability mm-hmm. to balance intake and expenditure. Modern diets overwhelm our hypothalamus. Tell me what that means. <laughs> yeah, so your brain... so. Here's a fun fact. Almost all of the genes that are related to your likelihood of being uh, being overweight or developing obesity, all of those obesity-related genes, they're all active in your brain, right? Because 
obesity, overweight, these are problems of, of brain regulation. You are Your brain isn't doing a perfect job matching intake and expenditure. Now, usually it does a pretty darn perfect job, um, but, you know, the modern foods get you. And so the, the sort of the center of that complex system in your brain that, that is sensing how many calories you're bringing in, and it's turning up the thermostat to make you burn off a few more, you know, so it's, it's matching energy expenditure and intake. The seat of that, the control room, is your hypothalamus. And um, foods that are ultra-processed, that are these sort of engineered marvels of sweet and savory and you know, you, but you can't just eat one kind of thing, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, those, those are what gets you, that your hypothalamus is, is evolved to eat wild, natural foods and um, you know, to sense those kinds of foods. And, and, and if you just overwhelm it with the foods that you can eat, find all too easily in the supermarket, yeah, it just doesn't do a good job. I should say, you know, in defense of the hypothalamus, <laughs> it's still doing a pretty darn good job. But it's just, you know, you just push it a little bit, a little bit, a little bit, and the, and the pounds creep up. That's how it works. Okay. Burn the book, Dr. Herman Ponser, the author. I don't know if this is even the right question for you, but I'm asking you because you know all the things. Um, if sugar is not the greatest thing for us, why does our brain respond to it so excitedly? Well, your brain loves sugar, and your brain loves fat, and your brain loves salt, right? So all these things that were you had to fight to get uh, in the past, now you can get super easily, right? You know, over half the calories we eat every day uh, as Americans, on, a, on average, come from foods that have never existed before in nature. <laughs> They're totally you know, engineered in a, in a lab, um, and so that's where it gets you. So, you know, but, but sugar, right, so... People malign sugar and, and, and high you know, added sugars are not good for you. You should you should watch how much sugar you eat for sure. But all the carbs you eat turn into sugar in your body. That's how your body breaks them down and uses them. All the fats turn into fatty acids and get burned down that way. I mean, so, so it's all just calories at the end for uh, carbs and fats. But it's true if you're eating sort of these refined added sugar foods, those are what gets you into trouble. Not because of the sugar per se but because they are part of these ultra-processed foods that are just so hard for your brain to handle. Okay. So salt, sugar, fat, that lights up the brain because, you know, back when we were hunter-gatherers, we needed those things to get those things? Yeah, you, and, you, and we still need them today. We just, you know, they're just so easy to get, and they're, and they're packaged in these ways that are so hard to put down, right? right. You, you, you go through the whole bag of potato chips because you can't put it down. Well, that, that, that mix of flavors in those potato chips... It's never existed on Earth before, right? So, of course, our brains aren't ready for them. That's just how it goes. And so, you know, people want to point to, oh, don't eat sugar. Oh, don't eat fat. You know, make the, make villains out of these different foods. And it's kind of like you're, you're missing the point. The, the point with that is uh, it's the way that they're packaged. It's the way that they're, they're uh, you know, put together. Sugar, look, fruit, you know, is full of sugar. If you're eating whole fruits, then you, you don't have to worry about the sugar in them so much. I mean, the apples are going to be fine for you, right? You know, mm-hmm. uh, the even you know potatoes and starchy vegetables those can be totally fine for you. The question is, you know, are you eating foods that that are completely devoid of any fiber, of any protein, of any nutrients? That's what gets you into trouble. Okay. In the two minutes we have left, tell me what you had for breakfast. I had a bagel and cream cheese and a cup of coffee. Oh, my goodness. Okay. I was told, like, a bagel is all the carbs you need for a week. But you had a whole... Well, you know, 
Yeah, so I think, you know, it depends on you, right, mm-hmm. on how your brain handles the food. I, I've, I'm able to keep a healthy weight and a stable weight um, by kind of watching, making sure I try to eat whole foods, nothing too crazy, nothing too ultra-processed. I, I stay away from the sugary cereals and that kind of stuff. Um, and for me, it works, you know, and, and so you got to go out and find what works for you. It, the, the book is not have, you know, it, it's not selling you a fad diet. It's not selling you the simple fix. It's giving you the principles you can use, hopefully, to go and find your own way to, to get through it. And how much do you exercise? Uh, I, I wish I exercised more. I get out a, a few times a week to go running. I get outside with my kids as much as I can and walk the dog. Um, I wish I could do more. But I, right. I, I do try to stay active. I think it's important. Where do we go to find more information about you and Burn? Well, Burn is available anywhere you buy books. So, you know, your local independent bookstore down the, down the, the street or Amazon or any of them, Barnes & Nobles. Um, and if you want to find out about, about, more about what we're doing, uh, you can find us at Duke online or you can uh, check out hadzafund.org and learn more about the Hadza that way. That's the group we work with in northern Tanzania. Hadzafund.org. H-A-D-Z-A. Fascinating stuff. Dr. Herman Ponser, Associate Professor of Evolutionary Anthropology at Duke University. Yes, I love him. Speaking of love, let's hear it for your brain. What did he say? Your brain runs a 5K every week in terms of expenditure of energy? (laughs) At least some part of me ran a 5K. Hello, immune function and liver. Thank you for the calorie burning that you're doing. I thought I was doing it. You're doing it. And you're doing a darn good job. So thank you. Okay, Byrne, that's the story there. Herman Ponzer, P-O-N-T-Z-E-R-P-H-D. Fun stuff, right? Fun, fun stuff. I really want to lose 15 pounds. And if you want to do it too, email me. We'll do it together. Oh, I wrote in this book a little bit. But it's a beautiful hardcover book. If anybody wants it, just... Send me an email and I'll send it to you. It's just a little bit of red ink here and there. It's interesting stuff. So, I want to tell you some things. Last weekend, we opened the Let It Shine Again Lisa, L-I-S-A, Let It Shine Again Lisa Boutique. It's a thrift store, a beautiful one, though, above the food pantry, and it was a hit. This happens in my hometown of Verplank. You can find out more at Casey.co. We don't take shoes, clothes, electronics, appliances, We don't take toys. We don't take books. We take beautiful, useful things for the home that are in great condition. And I'm loving it. I'm looking at my amethyst and marcasite ring, which I have on loan from the Lisa Boutique. I think I should try things out. I'll put it back this weekend. It's really pretty. So you can join us at the Lisa Boutique, Let It Shine Again, Fridays noon to 4, Saturdays and Sundays 11 to 2. I won't be there all the time, but my sister will be there. She's actually nicer than I am. The other thing is we have this Sunday Zoom call called Sundays at 11. And last week, the amazing New York Times bestseller, Psychic to the Stars, Laura Day, Demi Moore's best friend, was our guest. And she's amazing. And she said something really interesting when she talks about, she doesn't like the term psychic, by the way. She uses uh, intuitive. But she says, if you want to use your intuition, do not start deep breathing with your eyes closed and zen out. That if you want to use your intuition, open your eyes and drop fully into the present moment. Feel your body, feel the room temperature, see what you see. You know, your intuition is a heightened sense. Oh, as I said that, the heat came on. 
your intuition is a heightened sense, so you don't want to zen out to get away from it. I found that very interesting. And we're going to unpack a little bit of what Laura Day had to talk about this Sunday at 11, so join us for that. And then we're going to do some self-love exercises, too. You know, a little writing, a little visualizing. That's Sundays at 11. It's March. It's my birthday month, which is important because spring is in this month. And later in spring, the market will open, the Let It Shine market on the river. So growers, crafters, vintage collectors, we're moving the market to the Hudson River in Verplank on Mother's Day. And I think we're all up to date with all the news. So now it's time for the thought for the day. And the thought for the day is for Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan, who said, I've failed over and over and over again in my life. And that is why I succeed. Right? Shine on. You've been listening to Shine On, the health and happiness show for your entertainment only. Heard Sunday mornings on 100.7 WHUD and on Real Country's 920, 1260, and 1420 AM, all in New York's Hudson Valley. Subscribe to Shine On on iTunes and SoundCloud and catch a show anytime at Casey.co. That's K-A-C-E-Y dot C-O. Shine On.